0: Well, hello there and welcome back to the A Space. It's another edition, this time focused on beach volleyball. We have such an exciting summer coming our way. We have the Continental Cup on the horizon under three weeks away now, the Olympics as well before Eurovolley in the beautiful Vienna. Well, Louis let with you here. Um, and we're also lucky to be joined by Matt Rogers from the CEV. Matt, we haven't done this for a while. How are you doing down, down in Cornwall? Getting a bit of this, uh, this British summertime weather?
1: Yeah, no, the tan is, is growing. But I've got the flip flop marks. That's always a good sign. Um, but yeah, excited to stand in for Key. I've, I've been studying her for weeks, especially for the digging into bit. And uh, yeah, ready to do my best Key uh, impression.
0: Yeah, well, two things. Key's living the dream at the VNL, which is great. She's doing a great job, but, which means we also miss her. Yeah. Um, but, but we do get you. And on the tan line, I know it's always summer because of uh, at the moment I have a vest tan and I have hay fever. <laughs> That's um, the summer. So so the vest tan, yeah yeah the the vest tan hay fever combination is um yeah typical British <laughs> uh, summertime. Um, I think we should introduce our guests. we're, we're so lucky to have another world class um athlete um on the podcast today, uh silver medalist from the 2013 World Champion uh chips in Poland. Um and is it too early to say double Olympian carla Borger?
2: No, it's not too early. Like oh, yeah. um the qualification is through uh our Federation gave us already uh yeah we are not like hundred percent how you say um the, the the german olympic committee has to give us the right to to go to the olympics so it's like 99.9% that we are going to tokyo
1: congratulations i'd take those that's that's a good Thank good you. percentage
0: 99.9 yes <laughs> uh, okay so the, the first question was 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 going to be how are you um but it must be pretty good to get through all of the qualification campaign Um, And know that the odds are in your favor. 99.9% is is pretty good
2: odds. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I'm really happy about it, Uh, especially um, after the Olympics 2016. uh, You never know what's going to happen in four years. So um, there's no one who tells you you are sure going to be the next uh, Olympian. Um, So I'm really happy about this long, long period. Uh, now also with the movement, uh, the re-movement of the Olympics um, to be part of the Olympics in Tokyo. So it makes me really yeah, happy. It's,
0: it's amazing. It's going to be great to have you two um, German teams going again. And before we come to you, we the, the way this works, Carla, is we have different segments. And one segment that Matt's going to run is digging into Carla, which is... Um, All about digging into you, getting to know a little bit about you. But before, obviously, we have the Continental Cup um, on the horizon very, very soon. I think we just mentioned it two or three weeks away. Um, You're quite lucky because you've qualified for the Olympic Games without having to go through the Continental Cup. Um, And for the listeners who don't know about the Continental Cup, it's pretty um, cutthroat. So in theory, only one more team from Europe can qualify for the Olympic Games. Um, but it is a team event, so two teams represent the country. But it's only for one place at the Olympic Games. So you must be pretty happy that you've already you've already sailed this. Delta. Yeah,
2: like I followed all <laughs> continental cups in the past. Um, I think this tournament is so super great to watch as well, and it's, it's so interesting for everybody. And especially this year at the men's competition, I think it's the level is. So so immense really like i'm really looking forward to watch it and um yeah it's, it's it's a great tournament so i'm really looking forward i mean i'm i'm happy not to play um i mean if you sit outside and you just watch <laughs> i think it's much nicer but um it's going to be really interesting like i told my um coach already that for sure in the period where the continental cup is going on that we we practice, but we put the practice times for, for that. I can watch a lot of games. So um, I think this would going to be the top uh, theme in the practice, talking about the Continental Cup. So I'm really looking forward to watch some games.
0: Yeah. For, for you, how do you think it differs playing in the Continental Cup to a normal... There's so many differences, but from a playing perspective, what are the different emotions you might have? Yeah, play?
2: and I, I'm not sure, like... <laughs> Uh, if it's the one who uh, gets the spot I'm not sure if it has to be the one who has the highest quality I mean everybody is good enough on this level so probably at the end it's about who has the confidence to win so that makes it even more special Um, and this, this tournament is just like if you know there's just one more sport for the Olympics like it's just just the winner can go so it's um I, i've been already nervous in ostrava to to watch the other teams playing to to know it's all about one tournament meant now at the end so this is like it's crazy i mean it's it's for, for for all the fans and everybody uh it's crazy to watch
0: it is crazy and ostrava was crazy especially on on the men's side of things last week like the dutch situation uh, Samoilovs and Smedins who we've had on the podcast uh, Alex Samoilovs before um, sitting at a ninth needing to win that game against Nikolai Lupo to qualify for the Olympic Games and then losing the second set 30-28 like yeah it's uh, just how, how how was it around was, was it really tense around uh, in the bubble um, can, can you feel yeah, it
2: yeah I don't I don't know because I knew exactly what need to happen that this team qualifies and this not. So actually we in the team, we spoke about it. So our coach, uh, we asked him to give a presentation. So in case of the uh, Italian guys played like this, the Latvia plays like this. So then maybe Netherlands is still in. So at the end, I didn't even believe that Netherlands still have the second chance to may get a spot. So at the end, it was until almost the last games. Um, no one knew who gonna be the last one qualifying for the Olympics, and um, for me, also the U.S. girls. Like, I mean, they they had the pressure somehow to to win, to make good tournaments, and um, that they even made um, the. I mean, first of all, the the winning um, the medal in um, Sochi was amazing, and second of all, winning two times in the row in this it's it's fantastic like i really that's that's really a great story and i um yeah it, it was really nice to watch
0: yeah matt have you been following the last week in, in ostrava anything you've seen yeah
1: yeah as much as i can yeah uh, it, um it's just yeah the whole thing obviously is completely different to volleyball which is my my more of my background and things are a lot more uh changeable they, they change a lot quicker based on results so yeah it's fascinating i can't imagine from a player's perspective i mean from a fan obviously you've got the yeah, that's that's who I'd rather go or, you know, if I had to choose, you know, they're the ones I want there. But from a player's point of view, I mean, there's, there's a lot of mathematics involved in it as well, isn't there?
0: Huge amount of mathematics right, <laughs> right the way down to, to one place in the last competition of Olympic qualification. And yeah, yeah the, the big story is Sarah Sponsor and Kelly Clays have just knocked um, Kerry Walsh Jennings and Brooke Sweat out of the Olympic qualification race uh, with two wins in a row. Or well, they did that after, after Sochi. Um, and then the Dutch uh, for yeah for varenhorst and van der velde they were playing against brown neeson their fellow countrymates and um, basically if they would have won that they would have had a very good chance of going to the olympics um, but they yeah. but they lost to brown and brown Musen beat them which is which is brutal it was close <laughs> um, but,
2: right but, 18 19 something yeah. so it was not yes. it was so close like wow
0: yeah so that was one drama and now there's so much more drama coming with the continental cup as well which everyone's going to have to to tune into
1: yeah, I was explaining to some of my colleagues at the office, I, I was saying no, the, the country qualifies, so you'll get the winner, there'll be four athletes celebrating, but of those four, you, they don't all go, it's then a further selection as to who goes. So Yeah, and I think yeah. for,
0: for our listeners, that's one story, I don't know, Carl? if you're aware of how it works in, for, for the Dutch women now, for, for Marlene van Oersel and Pluniep. Did, did you um, heard
2: something about it?
0: Yeah, So in in theory, because it's um, they don't know who they would send if they had the extra ticket, they would have to get a fifth um, in the world tour. So this year, so Van Erzel Yipmer got one in uh, Cancun and Katja Stam and Risa Schoen got one in Ostrava. So if if the Netherlands uh, took that took that spot in The Hague, which they have a very good chance of, um, they would have to play off. Um, one a one-off playoff to see who takes that, that ticket. But, but on, um, on the other hand, the it's, it's,
2: it's fair. I mean, um, if they play against each other and they're, um, not uh, the people from outside are just like telling what's happening. This The same happened um, yeah. 2016 with the Canadian guys. They won the Continental Cup, so they got one more spot for Canada. Um, so they were a team winning the spot for the Continental Cup. Uh, and at home, some weeks later, they played it out. And uh, that's also like this. I, I watched it online, and I was shaking at home because yeah, it was so interesting to watch, and it's so exciting. If you know this is the last, last match, whoever wins is at the Olympics, and who is not winning um, is out. So that's crazy.
0: And and that's that's the beauty of the continental cup, right? They you can earn one place where you have to work together. And then next week you're against each other to see yeah. takes the spot that you weren't together. <laughs> yeah. I, d- I don't know. Yeah. Like it's it's going to be amazing. Who's who's your money on, Carla? Like who do you think is going to win the Continental Cup for the men and the women? Call it out. Did you give her any warning for this question? <laughs> I did give her a little bit of warning. I, I can tell you who I'm going to go for.
2: Yeah, probably like the, the girls. I see the Dutch team. They have two good good teams, so I believe the Dutchies are. Um, it would be the Three time in the row then, right? Winning the Continental Cup. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah. I think the, the women, Dutch, and the men, oh, it's really tough. Like, there are so many good teams. Um, I mean, I hope Germany. Um, I really do yeah. hope yeah. that they uh, get the spot. I think, honestly, Latvia is taking the spot.
0: Wow, you think you think uh Janis and Alex are gonna gonna come come back and come through? That's amazing. Their, their
2: experience, They're so tough. Yeah, yeah, they have good chances.
0: Yeah, I, for me, it's a bit between them, them, Switzerland and Netherlands. I think it's going to be very, 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 very close. Anyway, that's enough of the Continental Cup. It's coming very, very soon. Um, I'm going to be there. Uh, luckily for you, Carla you're not going to be there um but now we can find out a little bit um about you so matt this is your time mate this is you stepping into key Key michael's shoes are you you ready i I reckon your shoe size i reckon your shoe size is smaller smaller than hers though
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm primed and ready and i may have had some help from key so yeah here we go so here's some questions completely random some of them, you'll, I'm sure you'll have an instant answer for, others you you will probably ponder for a while. And if you don't reach a conclusion, that's also fine. Um, so yeah, this is Digging In with Carla Borger. So what's your favourite ice cream flavour?
2: Uh, almond chocolate.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Louis, same question to you. What's your favourite? Uh, salted caramel <laughs> and 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 pistachio double Ooh. scoop you don't you don't, you don't okay. get a waistline like mine without double scooping
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't mind the flavor as long as there's a flake you know the bit of chocolate in the top that's as long as there's the bit of chocolate i'm happy not fussy yeah. um okay carla if you could sit down with one u.s president for a chat for a conversation over a coffee or an ice cream who would it be and why
2: um probably i would choose obama uh because i always liked him the way i mean he was represented at least in germany like uh, um yeah and i heard a lot of stories about her uh, his wife and she has a, she uh, brought out an amazing book i still want to read it so um yes i would like to sit down with him not donald uh you asked was it who close? i would I mean... prefer so <laughs> <laughs> so, I would...
1: so donald's number yes. 2 <laughs>
0: You're looking for a fun time, not not a, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Um, right. What one item of clothing do you wear the most? And you can't say anything from beach volleyball, can't say a bikini or a vest most. or anything like that. That would be too easy. So, yeah, Which item of clothing do you wear the most?
2: Um, actually, <laughs> um, the <laughs> socks of my grandma, because oh wow pretty uh warm and i like to walk around without shoes so um i also put them always in my luggage so whenever i'm in a hotel room and i don't like to uh walk around uh, walk around uh but um barefoot so i I wear them so probably it's the socks of my grandma
0: you're giving me you're giving me some commentary gold here Carmen.
1: yeah (laughs) yeah take some notes yeah I will.
0: What you should do is if you if you
1: win a medal in Tokyo is get them out yeah, for a I medal should. ceremony or something. <laughs> um okay, all righty, next one. What advice would you give your ten year old self?
2: Um, be, be, uh, Louis, you can pick yeah, your yeah. an answer here as well. <laughs>
0: uh that's 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 too many answers uh, i've made i've made far too many mistakes in my life
2: yeah, um, <laughs> it, that's a pretty tough one um yeah stay to the feelings you have and don't be you you're living for yourself and not for other ones so um yeah um a lot of feelings are coming up um so don't ignore them just take it uh i mean um feelings and emotions especially emotions um yeah yeah take yourself like the way you are and don't change anything for anybody
1: Ah, oh, great advice louis can you can you give something on a similar level to that oh my mine, mine would not
0: be as good as that but my, <laughs> my, my, mine would be to back to back myself in at an earlier age like have have a, have a bit more confidence to take to take chances and to go for stuff okay um yeah that would that would be me not as good as not as inspiring as uh our double olympian two time olympian on the show um very nice i like that i'm gonna keep taking notes that's that's gonna be me um next question matt because this is this is good
1: we're learning lots here we're learning lots um what's your proudest accomplishment it doesn't have to be beach volleyball could be anything you know you may be amazing at cooking or something else but uh, yeah what's your proudest accomplishment good question like i'm
2: actually not that good in cooking Uh, (laughs) it doesn't have
0: to be cooking that was just my example (laughs) that's why that's why it could be your proudest accomplishment
2: yeah yeah I I think I can uh, with my way of being like I can make people very happy like uh, what I'm saying or how I can help them or with just my smile or with my emotions like I'm, I'm good at helping people to be happy
0: does the impact on others. Oh, cool. I agree. Is there, is there any, any particular story that you have that you can...
2: No, I'm, I'm always good in um, giving great advices for friends of me, of mine. So, so in this part, I always tell myself, "Wow, Carla, that's really it's great sense. It was amazing help. But uh, why do I not can? Why can't I help myself? Like I'm really good in talking and uh, giving advices. Um, but uh, sometimes I also need to learn. I need to learn um, to stick to these advices too. Do
1: a bit of role play. Just pretend you're yeah, talking too. to, you know, a friend, asking for a friend and see what yeah, advice yeah, you'd sure. give. I mean, we can test this out. Louis, uh, do you need any advice on anything that Carla could help you with?
0: Yeah, I'm not really good at building furniture. <laughs> <I'm>
2: building furniture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I really need some help. I think it's psychological. as But much on the as other, it is. other hand, um, if you
2: create something, if you build something there, you cannot do something wrong. I mean, what is the worst? What can happen? You destroy it so you buy it new you buy new wood or whatever or you just like build it the the way you you see it so it's um i don't know you can't do anything wrong
0: I'm so lucky that my, this is my, my headphones are on, and my girlfriend can't hear this inspiring advice that you're giving me. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be on the way to IKEA in the next uh, yeah, in, in in the next moments. Uh, but you're yeah, you're completely right. Great advice. I, I'm going to call you okay. now uh, for for advice when I when I need some daily. Uh,
1: yeah. Carla's helpline. Yeah. We'll we'll set it up. Yeah. Uh, right. Next one. If you had to either dance in front of a million people or sing in front of a million people, what would you rather do?
2: Probably dance. Yeah, pretty sure and
1: what kind of dance would it? What kind of dance would it be? Ah. Can you show us?
2: It's probably the <laughs> whatever comes to my mind and whatever I feel about the song.
1: All depends on the music. It always depends on the music. A couple more, Louis. Uh, I've saved. i saved the animal question for last. He loves that
2: question. Animal question. The
1: animal question. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you were to open a shop, what would it sell? So this is post beach volleyball. You go into retail start the shop can't sell advice that that have to be a digital (laughs) venture but if you're Um, selling something what would it be?
2: Uh CBD. Okay. Big big believer
0: in in the health benefits of of CBD. Yes.
2: Yes, I am I'm actually using it and um we have uh my partner and me we have a known um sport line with CBD. So um actually I yeah I swear on it and um, I'm using See, it a, when, quite when a lot. When you said
0: shop, I was like, Borges Burgers. It <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> was the first burgers thing I was like, yeah, Borges burgers. burgers. Yeah,
0: yeah. why the, not? The, the vegan yeah. burger shop,
2: yeah. yes. Yeah.
0: There you go. Just shows yeah. where my head goes. Yeah, you two very to, different roads you've the, both the, gone the down The professional there. things, the health stuff, I'll, <laughs> I'll stick to the horrible stuff.
1: Uh, and the <laughs> last one, uh, if you were an animal, what animal would you be and Why?
2: I don't know how you say in English koala. Oh,
1: the the Australian one, the koala the bear that hugs one. the tree.
2: Yes, yes. Yes, I like okay. hugging. Good. I Good. really like hugging, and I like trees. So, um, and I like you sleeping. You like hugging so, trees? Uh, do you do you merge
1: um, those two interests, or
2: <laughs> maybe I'm not. Yeah, maybe like in general, like trees. I don't know if I like <laughs> hugging t- trees, but um. Yeah, I I like, in general, hugging. Oh, good answer. Uh, Yeah. It's something in a pandemic, which is really hard for hugging people. If you see your family, hi, fist bump, hey, how are you? So that's like totally not me. So that was a pretty hard time for
1: me. And the first koala we've had as an answer, Louis. So
2: We'll have to line
1: these up at some point and do like a big collage of everyone's answer.
2: I'm liking
0: where this is going with like the CBD and the, the tree hugging and the koalas.
2: The tree hugging. I Me, mean, my name is Carlos, so it's a, it's a, it's already in my name, like koala. Oh, clever so. as well.
0: Amazing.
1: Well, you that, really thought that through.
0: That that was that was really intriguing. I'm gonna um I'm gonna steal a lot of this um for when for my next competition. I could have done with it <laughs> in Cancun when you were serving um serving very well. Um. Is that is that what we've 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 gone through digging digging into Carlo? Yeah. We dug, we've dug enough. Yeah. I think we've dug very well. Um, and now we move on to a little bit about you, um, you and Julie and your path and what you're doing and, and how you feel about it. Um, first of all, you 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 signed up uh, or you started working with Tommy Kashmirak, haven't you, this uh this season? How how's that going? That was quite a big change. Uh
2: well, like we we know um Thomas really long time like uh when he used to play in the past um we 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 were um also one trainings group here in stuttgart together so uh we know him like really for many many years and um yeah i I love the way he's working i love the him as a character and i think it's uh was a really nice pick for us yeah
0: and it's, it's it's going very well isn't it in terms of form and results and the way that it's building towards the olympic games for you guys
2: yeah, I mean it's still it's uh was a little risk because we started with him working in October. And I think, is there a coach which just started working with some with the team? I, I'm not sure about it. So um yeah, it's not a long period, but we said okay, the the chances are high that we make it to the Olympics. So We have nothing to lose. We are probably anyway there. So let's try to get the best out of us. And even we both play a really long time now, many years. um, And we wanted to change something completely. So with Thomas, uh, we have a guy who's getting on our nerves every day. And um, yeah, trying to really push us to the limit. And he's changing a lot. We made a lot of techniques. practices. So it's, um, it's a period like where we are long-term until the Olympics um, of everything. So we started um, the athletic program, the techniques and everything we were working on. Uh, we are still raising for being in our top uh, level. Um, at and the how's that
0: going? The the pathway towards the Olympic Games? How are you feeling towards sort of reaching your peak at the right time?
2: Um, yeah, it's sometimes frustrating because um, especially at the beginning of the year we were still not playing that much against other teams so uh, yeah um, we are getting now back on track I would say Um, but still we it's like 47 46 days left and um, yeah physically like I personally feel really well and we are still putting something on top. So I'm actually quite happy with the performance right now. True, I'm, I'm never happy. That's If I'm honest, like there's always something to change or something we can do better. So I, d- I didn't like our results. I mean, the top 10 is really good. Um, I mean, if you compare with all the other teams of the world, they are really on high level. Um, but I'm not satisfied with the ninth. So, yeah.
0: You, you've had individual performances, right, where you've really hit a high level of... of... Of what you've been working on. I mean, I I worked on you in Cancun, um, and I think that you did it. Hang on, for, forgive me if I'm wrong, but you beat Canada and you served them off the court, um, and you really took it to them. And I I had that game, and I was like, wow, <laughs> I was like, this is this is this is really going somewhere. So there must be moments. Um, on this pathway where you go, actually, like, this is going the right way.
2: Yeah, that, that's especially what you're talking about. Um, the peaks are nice. Like, I, mean, we, we, I don't remember when we last time won against Canada. Uh, so this made us happy and kind of showing us that we are on the right way. Uh, and still, the consistency is not there. Um, but it's something, yeah, I mean, the, the, if you see all the uh, women teams, um, it's always cha- more, more or less it's changing at the top five um, so the levels in general are really high and I'm happy to have these peaks um, and that shows us that we are really going on the um, on the right way
0: yeah well as, as you said earlier the Americans winning like two in two weeks is is crazy because usually it's a different winner every week on in the women's world tour yes. at the moment it's 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 nuts. Um, Quickly, like in in Rio, what what are your memories of of Rio, um, and what are your what did you learn from Rio 2016 uh, that you can really go back to to help you for Tokyo 2020? Uh, you lost in the round of sixteen in in uh, Rio, um, but you also had an absolute battle to get to Rio because there was three teams going for two spots. Um, so I I just remember that being being crazy as well.
2: Probably that's, that's also why I'm so um, into the teams, which are just uh, at the last tournament, trying to, to qualify because I know how it is to qualify at the last moment. I mean, you have two and a half years time to qualify for the Olympics and the last tournament shows you if you're in or not. And um, 2015, I had a surgery on my back. So I was out for half a year or even more than half a year. So no one had us on the paper for, um, yeah, everybody didn't believe in us that we can make it to the Olympics. And I had the feeling like just our coach always told us, if you put everything inside, at the end, we will see what where we're going to be. But you can make it to the Olympics. You just have to believe it and you have to work really hard. And that's what we were doing. So um, I think the the making it to the Olympics is a really nice uh, story. Um, actually, um, I don't know if people know about it, but I was not fit at the Olympics. I was happy to, to be on court, you know, and you don't have any time to uh because uh it, it's the last moment qualifier so you don't have any time to do a perfect um setup for being on your peak on your best performance at the olympics so i was happy to be there like uh how many weeks four or five weeks before or six weeks yeah, maximum six, so there's not yeah. really much yeah there's not really much time to pre- uh, prepare for the olympics so we were just like running through and i i Oh, on one hand, you know, if you have two years of stress, if two years, I mean my dream was always to be once at the Olympics, and um, if you have this surgery, you are out, um, you see already your dream somewhere else but not like real, and um, every day I was thinking about the Olympics, every day I was waking up thinking, oh wow, what happens, like I don't have a plan B, I want to be there, so uh, this was really a stressful time. Somehow now if I watch uh, from from a little further, um, I'm happy to have this time, but in in this moment you was, I was super stressed. I couldn't sleep anymore. I um, I don't know. I woke up at night thinking, damn, what should I do if I don't make it to the Olympics? I cannot sit home, watch the games. Maybe it's my only chance in my life to be there. Like uh no we have to we have to play good no let's go and so it's like it's a fight with yourself so i i this was really stressful but also nice to to had this once um to that we really deserve to be there we were believing in us we were fighting for it and um if i see the matches now from from the past one qualifier for 2016 I was screaming like hell <laughs> like I was so into the games and the people were oh you're so loud screaming yes because I need to we are still not qualified so you need to get
0: yourself through
2: yes yes so we were that's really emotional and really really into every tournament because we didn't have any time to 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 lose we had to make good results um to to qualify for the Olympics
0: are you going to lose sleep this time
2: Yes, I'm sleeping. <laughs> Finally, yeah,
0: you can, you can, you can sleep now. And for this Olympics, you feel like you can sleep because of the, uh, because of the last Olympics. A lot, a lot
1: of people say that the first Olympics to win a medal there is so difficult because it's just so different and so big. Uh, I saw an amazing stat, and I can't remember the number, but it was a really low number of medalists win medals at their first games. The second games is obviously the highest. So
2: hey, um, she she did yeah. it. I mean, she had Laura on her side, which, uh, was. Uh, really good because she was already competing in two uh, yeah. olympics before um, but still uh chapeau for for being once at the olympics and yeah. win so yeah yeah you know no you're right and it's like it's amazing because it's i always said ah, it's a normal tournament it's like it's a b12 tournament like every tournament has no it it's not like everything is different the setup is different it's much bigger the, the way you don't have a warm up court with eight people you are alone on your warm up court we are not used to this um so you don't see this uh, the stadium a stadium before um, the match mm-hmm. so you just walk uh, down through the stands waiting and then they just let us in and you're like wow the wow so many people uh, focus focus so i don't even remember the game so much because it was so fast like i it was really if i um look back the the games were like in my feelings like 20 minutes so um it's like it's like a train just a fast train going through through my mind and I don't remember it so well
1: and, and this was Brazil I mean beach volleyball That's in so Brazil tough. I mean that that is possibly as good as it gets in terms of Olympics and you played Brazil was it was it Brazil you lost to in the round of 16 yeah yes. so yeah you, you've been up against it that is probably the toughest environment for beach volleyball that exists, Olympics in Brazil against Brazil,
2: yeah. booing <laughs> the People were booing and Germany boo <laughs> oh, Hey, friends, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. How, how did that make you feel?
2: Um, the, the good thing was, um, there were two, one no, two tournaments. I think two, no, one Grand Slam in Rio and uh, two Open. So three tournaments in Brazil before the Olympics. Um, so. We were used to it, so we knew that the people, they're going to boo, and um, so we were used to it, and uh, this was nothing new for us.
0: Do do you find, Carla, that beach volleyball is just progressing very, very, very quickly? Like, in the last five years, do you feel like the level of the game's gone, gone up, or do you think it's the same, or...? Yeah, like from where I'm sitting, it, it's just getting tougher, and tougher. I mean, one
2: hand, um, the 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 women's are uh, getting uh, taller for sure. Like the game has has to improve, especially the way you you, you have to adapt in everything because the women, I don't know, the reaching height of uh, our tallest girls. So um, there has to be an adaptation, and um, I think the in general also the speed and the um, yeah, the speed is getting uh, similar, not similar, but um, closer to the man's level. Um, so in general, uh, there's much more athletic. So there- it's not possible like that. There's someone who's not athletic can participate in the tournament. So in general, it's 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 growing. I think in everything.
0: Sharper angles, yes. faster speeds. speeds. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, it's. it's- it's crazy um and Germany have Sven is it Svenja Müller yes. coming through who's uh, how tall is Svenja just for uh, our listeners Svenja.
2: actually I need to know because I applied last summer with her <laughs> <laughs> sorry Svenja if you listen yeah. uh what about 192
0: yeah that's that's the future I think yeah. isn't it like or, or where it's or where your coaches are taking it crazy um, talk us through the silver medal, uh, 2013, um, world championships, um, alongside your former partner, uh, Britta. Um, I mean, you lost that in the most narrowest of margins, yeah. but it must've been very bittersweet at the same time because it's a phenomenal achievement. Yeah. So it, it was, it was three sets, wasn't it? And it was, it was, uh, deep in overtime. Um, But what are your reflections now on that? And how did that experience obviously help shape you now? Because it must have given you a a hell of a lot of belief as well. And it must be a very fond memory.
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, um, we played the tournament before in Rome. We became fourth. Yes, fourth. Uh, Fourth or fifth, yeah, fourth or fifth. Uh, Good, good that I don't know. I don't remember. Um, So. We felt actually pretty good, like for us in a team, we were aggressive, we were into it, so we felt pretty well. And no one expected us to to have a good result at the World Championship. And I read an article, um, it was in a German volleyball magazine, um, where some, uh, how can I say this? Some people of the German volleyball were um, trying to guess um, from each team, which place they might do and i just read from everybody that yeah maybe ninth but maybe 17th and was like no we played well last week like i don't have i should not say the word <laughs> <laughs> um so i was really pissed about it um and yeah.
0: i oh you said that anyway lovely yeah. that, that's and my just, school <laughs> i was really
2: really pissed yeah. about that that people uh, were saying this and um, so it uh, actually motivated me um, to show them that we can actually play good and we are a good team. And um, yeah, we had some trouble as well with our coach uh, in this tournament. Uh, I actually don't remember why exactly, but he was pissed about us and um, we didn't have a good <clears throat> relation. In this time now we are fine. So we really st- together, Britta, my former partner and me, and we were building, we were even a bond already, but we bonded even more in this tournament. So we had one factor, our coach, which uh, was making us really aggressive. <laughs> and maybe he did it on purpose, then it was a really good job. Um, plus uh, the back uh, of the, that no one was believing in us. So this uh, two factors made me super angry. And um, yeah, and I'm really glad and I'm happy about that. I could put it in motivation, put it in strength, put it in everything, in aggression. And uh, to, I just let it out at the tournament. And I have to, uh, to, um, to say as well, my partner was injured. Um, she had it already in Rome a little with her um, stomach, some problems with her muscle. And um, it popped out again the last three games, she had really much pain. So um, this was also one thing which, um, yeah, was which helped us maybe to not think about winning or losing, to just put ourselves out there. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. This whole tournament emotionally was amazing
0: angry and aggressive that's that's the carla borga we, we we know and love <laughs> <laughs> that, that's 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 what we want <laughs> that that's that's where we need to get you for you need to get you for yeah. the olympics do you, do you want me to write yes, you an email no, you uh, maybe you, maybe
2: yeah, yeah, the just... next game you should talk so many shitty things that I listened to it and I, yeah, I, really yeah. like, I, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do it do, uh, easy. I Maybe can do not. that. Um, you've obviously had your, you've obviously had your fair share of, of different partners, um, to play with. How's that journey been through, um, obviously Britta through to Maggie, uh, then through to Julie as well. It, it's been a bit of a whirlwind since, um, 2015-16, really, to change and then change again. Uh, that must have been some some journey for you as well. Yes,
2: right. Totally right. I mean, after Olympics 2016, my partner stopped, my former partner, Britta Buto, and um, yeah, I wanted to continue, so I uh, teamed up with Maggie Kosuch. She's now playing with Laura. And uh, we had some troubles with the Federation who uh, didn't allow us to play. So 2017, the year after the Olympics, I was not able to play almost any international event. This was the first year with Maggie. So this was, uh, she came from indoor playing really well for over a really long time period in indoor volleyball. So we needed to compete. We needed to play beach volleyball together that she also get used to the sand. And uh, yeah, we had a hor- horrible year really. Um, this was the, the worst I ever um, had in sport. And I don't wish anybody else to, to go through this. Yeah, so uh, we played another year, and um, then it happened that Kira was deciding that she wants to stop her career. So Laura was uh, searching a new partner. She asked uh, Laura if she, uh, Laura asked my partner if she can imagine to play with her. And um, Maggie was really fair and told me um, that Laura is asking her and she's thinking about it. And uh, a day later, yeah, I told her like two days later, I was telling Maggie, honestly, I don't believe we can be a really good team in the future. And I think it's better um, to to stop. So, um, yeah. So at the end, then she decided to play with um, Laura.
1: Crazy. Does, does it feel like starting a new career when, when you, you get with a new partner? It, it, I mean, there's obviously the similarities, but it's a whole new dynamic, uh, especially with Maggie. Because yes. I'm sure you were quite often saying, oh, on beach, it's like this. Yeah. Um,
2: how you say it's already tough on court yeah. to change to have win to have new partner like everything for especially for Maggie and also for me to to help but still stay with me to mm. to perform um, plus the the thing with the federation which doesn't help at all because we were a lot of times not in sport we were more political and we had no chance like we talked to the FIV, the CEV we really tried hard that um, we wanted to have a fair solution and the fairest solution would be let us play country coder I mean you see Kerry you see all the other nations what is that's the fairest you can do in sport let us play country coder and the winner can play so that's fair um, so we didn't even have the chance to, to have a fair competition so that makes me angry still and it makes me, um, I couldn't believe that this thing's still happening and that's also one point why I started to work, uh, like we created in Germany an uh, um, association, it's called Athleten Deutschland, uh, where uh, yeah, a lot of people are in and um, also I'm for the national teams the, um, the speaker and I'm really in some political stuff because I think this can never happen to someone else again. And um, yes, I'm really fighting, um, yeah, fighting for our rights. Funny
0: politics and sport yeah. never really, like, it, it's it's a fascinating, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, they're intertwined. And often the best success is when they're as far away from each other as possible. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Yeah, but, uh, it's, a, yeah. it's a fascinating story. Good on you. And, and good on you for coming through that. And obviously, Julie, you and Julie have been good friends for a long time. Yeah,
2: our, uh, <laughs> there's a funny story with Julie. Yeah. Um, Her dad um, is a former player and my mom as well. So Julie and me, we know each other since we were really little kids playing. um, Yeah, beside the courts where our parents were playing obviously. And uh, yeah, there's one story at the German championship. Our parents were participating and Julie and me were on the side court practicing together, yeah. We need to practice. We do do, really so. We know each other really well and really long time, and we used to practice already together when we were kids.
0: Well, it's come to our last segment where the fans, we we give it to the fans, Matt, don't we? (laughs) And sometimes the fans surprise us, sometimes they let us down a bit, Um, but they ask some very, very uh, interesting questions. Um, so last segment. Um, are you ready? Yes, for this, I'm more than yeah. ready.
1: <laughs> it's entitled. Ask okay. me anything. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, they do. They do ask
0: anything. Yeah. Do you want to start with a good question or a bad <laughs> question?
2: I start with a good one.
0: Oh, this is from um, Marie. Do you notice the differences with Tommy as your new coach? Um, we sort of touched on this earlier. How important was the switch for you at that time? We still have touched um, on that. No, on it was
2: actually, um, it was a perfect, like sometimes I wished uh, he would be there already earlier, but um, it was a perfect timing because um, even in a pandemic, we had one year we was. Still practicing but with almost no competition. So um, the motivation was there, but if you don't have competition and just practicing, you don't know for what you're practicing, you still know that the Olympics are coming somehow in a year, but um, it was a long, long period. So um, this was great to have Tommy or like Thomas or Katze, how we call him, um, that he changed a lot of techniques. Um, for example, I'm hand-setting now, um, and so we changed a little, uh, the techniques, and so we were busy. So the change brought us um, yeah, more work and more thinking of stuff, changing the way we want to play, changing almost everything. Um, so this was really perfect. Uh, so we had time, and uh, we had a new um, task to do.
0: That's lovely. We we love hand setting here on the A Space podcast. We're, we're, we're big we're big fans of hand on here. Um, good question or bad question, Carla?
2: This was a bad question. You said.
0: No, yeah, that was a, one. Mm. was a good one. That was
2: oh, a good, dude, one. Was yeah, a that good one. one. That was a good
0: that one. That was a yeah.
1: genuine question.
2: True, true, true. Give me the bad one. Um,
0: well, Miramar uh, asked two questions. First one was, "How old are you?" And second one is, "Are you single?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: twenty-two <studying laughs> years, question. and I'm not single. <laughs> Sorry. sorry
0: mirama uh, that might be the last time we have a question from mirama uh, but there was a couple there, there was a couple for the relationship status um, why why beach and not indoor? Uh, uh, that's from that's from Simon. Simon. Um,
2: yes I mean, i'm I'm, used, I'm i'm coming out of the indoor so um, during my school period i was um uh, yeah indoor player and I played four or five years, um, first division in Germany. And I played the youth uh, until the women national teams. So I, I'm, I'm used to play indoor. So all my career um, or the, the beginnings of learning, um, I had indoor.
1: Which position did you play? Um, out, out, outside, yes, I reckon.
2: Outside.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask
2: exactly middle the same question. No.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was
1: going to say it's not middle blocker, yeah. but the potentially...
2: no no i i love the spike and i was um they always needed me in reception so this was my this was the perfect way because the first thing if uh my coach had to choose he needed a good reception so i was um he always had to let me play so whatever (laughs) i did in front he he needed a defender and a good uh, receiver so this was the plus i always had because that's why i was always playing
0: that's the thing is about indoor, if, if you pass really well, you might not get the ball back. But if you're a, a wing spiker indoor and you pass poorly, you're probably going to get the ball back. <laughs> it's probably going to come back your way. Um, have I'm going to ask this on behalf of two people. Greece, have you ever been there or have you ever been to Argentina? And uh, I'm going to ask you which one you prefer. I
2: prefer Greek, Greek or Argentina, Greece or Argentina. Yeah. Oh, that's a... Uh, <laughs>
0: There's some, there's some, ra- there's some That's random, random ones here.
2: Um, I've been to both um, countries. Um, I, I, I do like both, I have to admit. And um, Argentina, our athletic coach in the past, he, he, he's original from Argentina. So when you're listening on this, uh, hello. So I love <laughs> the way people are and they are funny and really friendly. They, uh, the people were inviting us in the airplane to, to have a barbecue together. We even didn't know these people. So that's a really, really friendly culture. And um, probably i prefer Greece because it's not the longest flight. So that's pretty much uh, for us Europeans um, better to reach.
0: That basically covers everything. I've got one more today. question, Louis, that came in late. Oh, do you? Yeah,
1: um, from our resident listener, Alex Porter. Oh. So his question was if there was a world championships a mixed gender world championships and you could partner anyone so it's completely open entry you can pick any guy from beach volleyball who would be your partner
2: more
0: <laughs> and, and any reason why
2: any, any Doesn't reason?
1: surprise me that yeah.
0: actually i don't know yeah.
2: like i need, yeah, I need yeah. a good you need seven
0: blocks of set that's 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 what i needed that's that's what yes that's, that. i needed more as my partner um, good question, Alex Porter. Thank you very much for uh, for writing in. Um, Carla, thank yeah. you so much for coming on the, the A-Space. It's been amazing to have you. Um, and I think we just wish you all the best in uh, Gestad, which I guess will be your next competition. Uh, and then after that, Tokyo is the big one.
2: So uh, I'm, I'm waiting for your letter, okay?
0: I'm waiting for the socks to appear in
1: Tokyo somewhere, somewhere somehow.
0: Yeah, the, the letter saying, Carla, you're just not going to do it yeah yeah i can do that i i I can definitely do that and uh, i look forward for the socks as well because because it gives me something to talk about for 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 sure um thank you so much come on we just wish you nothing but the best in your preparation um with julie and tommy and everything you're going uh going on in stuttgart um matt thanks thanks for coming back on that's all right it's been fun. It's, it's, it's been it's been great. Um, for all the listeners, thank you very much, um, for listening. We're going to be back very very soon. The next episode uh, is a Euro Volley special featuring Laurie Kerman and Robert Tug from Estonia. Um, please, you can join any conversation. You can use the hashtag. Let volleyball talk. Uh, did I miss anything else, Matt? Because I'm mean, only just no, you're
2: all good. I'm mean, only just so warming up, back good. into
0: my a space uh, slippers as well. Um, yeah. thank you for joining <laughs> us. Um, and we look forward to to seeing you soon as well.
2: Thank you Thanks. guys, take care. Thanks
0: Carla.
2: Hi everyone, it's Elisa Vasileva. Hope to see you soon in the sports hall and let's enjoy Euro Volley for one good ending of summer of volleyball.